Hello all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie JoJo's Library. My library is open to all listeners, but it was created for my wonderful nieces and nephews. As you can tell, I'm a little bit congested. That's one of the reasons why I wasn't able to release a story last Tuesday or this past Tuesday. But don't fear, I'll get you caught up with stories in no time. So, the story that I'm going to read this episode is called The Girl Behind the Mirror. It was written by Brian Martin. You can find this story on shortkidsstories.com. That's shortkidsstories.com. Let's get started. Lucy spotted the sign down a small alleyway. Mom, look! What is it? replied Lucy's mom. We need to get home. It's so foggy out. It's creepy. There's an interesting little shop down the alleyway, Lucy continued. Can we take a quick look, please? Maybe we'll find a dressing table in there. Lucy's mom sighed. They had just spent the whole morning looking for a dressing table for Lucy's room, and they were unable to find one. Everything they looked at had not been good enough for Lucy. It's too small, she complained about one of them that looked perfect to her mom. It's too dark, she argued, when she was shown a perfectly acceptable one. It's too boring, she cried when her mom tried to convince her about a very sensible option she had recommended. Mom had given up trying to convince her of anything, and they were walking home, frustrated at the wasted morning. The newly descending fog just added to the gloom. She looked down the alley to where Lucy was pointing. Funny, I never saw that lane before, and I must have passed here hundreds of times, her mom said. That's hardly a dresser. There's hardly a dresser in that old place. It looks like an old junk shop. Oops, sorry about that, guys. It looks like an old junk shop, if you ask me. If there's one in there, it's unlikely. It's filthy and probably falling apart. Dr. Zoo's Emporium, it says on the sign, said Lucy. Sounds kind of exciting. Let's have a quick look. We'll know within a minute if it's the one. Her mom sighed, but she did give in. They had been looking for weeks to find Lucy a dresser with a mirror. Now that she was getting older, needed one. So her mom followed Lucy down the alleyway, more in desperation than in hope. Lucy pushed the door open, which immediately set off a bell somewhere in the back of the shop. She stumbled in and almost immediately collided with a tall dresser that was just her size. She started to wobble, and then a vase that she had run into on the same stumble also started to wobble, but she managed to find stability before everything fell over. That was close, said Lucy in relief. I nearly broke that vase. Thank goodness, Lucy, replied her mom. We'd be paying that back for quite a while. They looked around. It was quite bright and remarkably long, and the back of the shop disappeared way into the distance. All sorts of oriental-looking items crammed its aisles. Tall urns, vases, clock clocks, decorations of all types, items of furniture, shelves of dishes, pots, bowls, fancy seats, and couches. It went on and on. Look, the shop owner is in the back behind the desk. Let's go ask him about the dressers, said Lucy. Before her mom could say anything, Lucy had 
gone all the way to the back of the shop and approached a large, round, elderly, oriental-looking man sitting behind the desk. He had long, wispy, white beard and a bald head with a big smile on his face. He looked up. "'Lucy, looking for a nice dresser with a big mirror?' "'No,' said the man to Lucy. "'How do you know my name?' asked Lucy in alarm. "'Or that I wanted a dresser.' "'Perhaps he overheard us when we came in,' said her mother. "'The man stood up and bowed. "'My name is Dr. Zhou. "'Always possible to find what you are looking for in my Chinese emporium,' "'he said, waving his arm around to highlight the the extent of the offerings in his shop. "'Follow me. I know exactly the thing that you need.' They followed nervously as he made his way to the back far right of the corner, far right-hand corner of the shop, through a narrow aisle cluttered on both sides with sideboards and display cabinets. There laid the most beautiful dresser. He stood back and indicated with his hand where they could look. Here it is, he said, smiling even more broadly. I have been keeping it here for you. Lucy gasped, ignoring his curious statement. It was the most beautiful dresser she had ever laid eyes on, and with gorgeous mahogany top and drawers and a large rectangular mirror mounted within the gold pattern border. There was a small brass plate set in the window below the mirror engraved with these words, Get to know your reflection. Lucy turned to her mom. Mom, it's perfect. This is exactly the one I... Out of the question, Lucy, her mom interrupted. There is no way we can afford this. It's way out of our price range. Lucy turned to Dr. Zoe. Dr. Zoe, please tell me how much this cost. Dr. Zoe beamed at them. Today, it's a special offer. We will sell you the dresser for 20 euros. Mom looked shocked. 20 euros? Why, that's impossible. There's no way that could be the price. We've looked at dressers all morning, and they are at all at least... Lady, you drive a hard bargain, interrupted the shopkeeper. Okay, I'll make a deal with you. Today is the day you can take this dresser for 15 euros. But that's the best offer. Leave or take it. Lucy looked at her mom. Her mom looked at Lucy. We'll take it, they both replied. Later that evening, Lucy was in her bedroom, sitting at her new dresser, running her fingers through her Uh, running her fingers over the smooth mahogany. Finally, something to take her mind off the awful purple-spotted wallpaper mistakenly mistakenly chosen for her bedroom in a fit of artsiness. She couldn't help smiling at herself in the mirror. She looked again at the engraving on the brass plate. Get to know your reflection. What a curious inscription, she thought to herself. I wonder why it's there. Well, I should at least try to get to know, she concluded. Lucy stared at herself. Lucy stared at herself in the mirror. She started to count her freckles. It was so great to finally have her own mirror in her own room. Now she could study herself in detail without others thinking she was vain or strange. After several minutes, she concluded that she had twice as many freckles on the right side of her face as she did on the left side of her face. 
Isn't it funny that everything is reversed in the mirror? She thought to herself. On my reflection's face, the extra freckles are on her left side, not the right. What a funny world it would be to have everything on the opposite side of normal. I'd be left-handed, not right-handed, I presume. And my bed would be on the left side of the room, not the right side. In fact, the whole room would be opposite to my real room. She moved her face closer to the mirror to examine the freckles in more detail. She leaned in closer. Her breath was fogging the mirror, clouding the view of her face. She wiped it and held her breath, leaning closer and closer until her forehead almost touched the glass. Lucy leaned so forward that she almost lost her balance. She started to fall towards the glass. Her head bumped against the surface of the mirror and the forehead of her reflection said, Ouch! Who said that? asked Lucy, looking around the room. Who said ouch? She looked in the mirror. A shocked version of herself was looking back at her. She stepped back. Her reflection stepped back, but not at the same time. Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? asked Lucy. Am I seeing what I think I am seeing? replied her reflection a few seconds later. That's strange, said Lucy. It's almost as if you're not my reflection but a separate person? That is strange, replied her reflection. That's exactly what I was thinking too. They stood and stared at one another. Lucy lifted a hand and waved it to check if the reflection would do the same thing. Her reflection waved back. Stop copying me, Lucy said. Do something of your own to prove you're not a delayed reflection. Her reflection started dancing on the spot, waving hand and arm left and right. Lucy watched in amazement, dumbstruck by what was happening. It must be some sort of enchanted dresser, thought Lucy with excitement. She wasn't nervous about this at all. So what's going on? asked her reflection. How'd this happen? I was just minding my own business, checking out my freckle count when suddenly this happened. I never expected to meet my own reflection. I can't believe this old dresser from the Chinese Emporium could do this. Your reflection? Excuse me, I'm the real Lucy, and you are only a reflection, okay? I beg to differ, replied the reflection. It's you that is the reflection to me. So you were at the Chinese Emporium too? This is getting freakier and freakier. Funny, I didn't see you there. Then again, if there was only one dresser, we might have fought over it. Lucy was so gobsmacked. Not only was she having a conversation with her reflection, it actually thought it was the real Lucy and that she was merely a reflection. The sheer cheek of it all. Listen, uh, reflection Lucy, or whatever your name is, said Lucy, this is just too freaky. I'm going to switch out the light and go to bed. In the morning, I hope this will all have been a dream. Good night. Before her reflection could reply, she turned her back to the mirror and strode over to the light switch. She switched it off and went over to the window to draw the curtain. The room was in complete darkness, so she had to change into her pajamas in the dark, and she ended up putting them on backwards. So she turned so she turned her back to the mirror, pulled the covers over her head, and closed her eyes so tightly. It wasn't easy, but Lucy finally drifted off to sleep. Sometime later, at some stage, before she dropped off, she thought she might have heard a soft voice say, good night, from somewhere, but decided it must have been her mother from outside, realizing the room was dark and not wanting to wake her. 
The next morning, Lucy woke early and immediately remembered her experience with a new mirror and dresser. It seemed so real, and yet it could only have been a dream. She decided to confront her fear straight away, a quick check to the mirror that everything was normal, and then down to breakfast. She hopped out of bed, walked over to the dresser, and turned to face the mirror. She saw herself looking back. She nodded her head, and her reflection nodded back at precisely the same time. She waved a hand, and the reflection responded. So she jumped up and down and left and right, and the reflection did the same. It was just a plain old mirror. Whew, thought Lucy, what a vivid dream last night. After a long day at school and an evening at her friend's house, Lucy was finally at home in her bedroom getting ready for bed. She was in front of the dresser again, leaning to examine her freckles. So many freckles, she thought. Why can't I have just as many on the left as the right? I look so unbalanced. She looked again at the mirror and thought again about the reflection having everything on the opposite side. The reflection seemed so normal to her. I guess that's because I always only see a reflection of myself in all the mirrors, never my real self, she thought. She leaned closer to the mirror. She reached out both hands towards the surface of the mirror and put her palms against the glass. It was funny. It didn't feel like glass. It felt more like someone's hands. Lucy screamed. Without thinking, her hands went through the mirror and grabbed the wrist of her reflection in an automatic response. She jerked back in shock, still holding and holding on and fell back. She was terrified when she realized while falling backwards that she had pulled her entire reflection out of the mirror by the arms. As she fell and landed on the floor, her reflection tumbled over the desk and landed on top of her. What's going on? screamed her reflection. What what just happened to me? Who are you? Lucy screamed, backing away on the floor. What's going on? You pulled me in here, replied the reflection, starting to sit up. Please tell me, is this a nightmare? I had a dream last night. I bumped foreheads with my reflection in the mirror, but this, this is ridiculous. Your reflection, responded Lucy. I'll have you know that I'm the real Lucy and you are my reflection. Uh, I don't think so, replied the reflection. For example, I was at school all day while you were doing nothing behind the mirror, she said. I was at school all day myself, replied Lucy. Please don't get ahead of yourself. Well, no matter. I I, I don't like it here. It's so freaky. Everything is the wrong way. For example, my bed should be on the left part of the room, not the right. And your freckles are totally in the wrong place. I'll prove you are my reflection, replied Lucy. Let's both look in the mirror at the same time. Her reflection looked at her for a moment, very suspiciously. Then she nodded. Okay, then. Let's solve this once and for all. To the mirror. They both got off the floor, walked towards the mirror, and looked into it. Their faces dropped, and they turned to look at one another. There's no reflection, they chimed in unison. Exactly, said Lucy. You were my reflection in the mirror, and now you're standing in my room. Super freaky. Lucy's reflection suddenly started to sob. What's wrong? Lucy asked. Her reflection tried to gather herself. She used her arm to clear the tears of her eyes. Why am I stuck here? My mom and dad are on the other side of the mirror. I I hope I can get back. Lucy ran over to the mirror and pressed against the surface with her hand. All she felt was regular glass. She pressed her forehead against it. It was just the feel of a regular mirror. 
Maybe if I try, it will work, said her reflection. She approached the mirror and touched it with her hands. She slapped the mirror and bumped her head against it. Nothing. It was behaving like a regular mirror. She started to sob uncontrollably. She looked up at Lucy and said, I want to go home. Lucy and her reflection slipped out of the house and down the road, back towards where the lane, back towards where the lane with the Chinese Emporium had been. They had spoken for hours about what to do. Lucy thought they could tell her parents, or Lucy's parents, as her reflections didn't see them as parents, who were instead a reflection of a version of Lucy's parents behind the mirror. Anyway, Lucy thought it would be too much of a shock to tell her parents that it was actually a reflection of Lucy that came out of the mirror. They decided to go back and speak to Dr. Zoe. Maybe he'd know what to do. They stole down the road, keeping into the shadows as much as possible. Lucy's reflection wore a hat and sunglasses and one of Lucy's jackets. She, she wouldn't look exactly the same as Lucy. The strangest thing, though, no matter how much they searched, they couldn't find the shop. It was definitely about here, said Lucy. I mean, it was a foggy day, so it's hard to completely be sure. But it was around here somewhere. Maybe it's a magic shop, replied the reflection. Maybe just because it's foggy, some magic came down. I mean, it's pretty unusual that you buy a dresser with a mirror that you can fall into and hang out with your reflection. So it's probably not an ordinary shop. They continued to search for over an hour with no avail. They decided to go back home and see what they could figure out. Lucy let herself into the house with her key, and when she saw the coast was clear, she ushered her reflection up the stairs. They went back into her room. Now what are we going to do? asked her reflection as she started to cry again. I'm never going to get home to be with my real mom and dad again. Lucy hugged her and stroked her hair. It's okay, Lucy, said Lucy. We'll figure it out. If you were able to come through to my side, you must be able to go back again to yours. Later that evening, Lucy went down for tea with her mom and dad and smuggled lots of food back up afterwards. I told them I was tired and needed an early night, she told her reflection. They were pleased I was going to be so sensible. I brought you some lovely leftovers. She handed over a plate of ham sandwiches, biscuits, and a tall glass of milk. Lucy grabbed it and devoured it hungrily. I'm starving, she said. Normally I have tea by now. They spent the rest of the evening trying to get Lucy's reflection back through the mirror. They tried everything, bumping heads, arms, fists, looking around, looking back, looking behind the mirror, but it was behaving just like an ordinary run-of-the-mill dresser mirror. There appeared to be no way back. It's getting late, said Lucy. I have a mat and a sleeping bag and a spare pillow. Why don't you sleep under the bed so no one sees you? I sometimes sleep in there myself and pretend I'm sleeping in a cave. Things always work out for the better after a good night's sleep. And so Lucy made up a little sleeping area under her bed with a comfy mat, a sleeping bag, and a nice soft pillow. Lucy's reflection yawned and agreed to go in, too tired and sad to argue any more about her situation. Tomorrow, if we don't figure it out, we'll tell my parents, said Lucy. They'll know what to do. They're grown-ups. After they settled down for the night, Lucy reached over and switched off the lights. Within minutes, they were both asleep. The next morning was 
a Saturday, so Lucy didn't have to go to school. At first, when she woke, she didn't even think about the events with the mirror, but then suddenly it came back to her. She spun around and looked under the bed. She immediately saw her reflection looking out, eyes wide open. Not a dream, they both said in unison. Lucy hopped out of bed and ran to the window. It was very foggy and she could barely see out. Another foggy day, said Lucy. Her reflection set up and suddenly bumped her head against the underside of the bed. Ouch, she cried. Are you all right? asked Lucy. That sounded sore. It was, replied her reflection, crawling out from under, being more careful this time. Very. She rubbed the bump on her head. Listen, said the reflection. You said it's foggy. Yes, replied Lucy. Just like the day we bought the... Exactly, interrupted her reflection. It was a foggy day. We came across Dr. Zoe's Chinese Emporium, even though we've been down that street a million times and we never saw it. We have to go back and see if it's there. Perhaps it only comes when it's foggy. Okay, said Lucy. I'll get us some breakfast and then we'll head out. Lucy's parents had to go out shopping and told her they'd be back in two hours, which was perfect. Once they were gone, both Lucy's went downstairs, had breakfast, got dressed differently, again, of course, and headed out into the fog. It wasn't long before they were standing in the alleyway, and down that alleyway, they could see the sign for Dr. Zoe's Chinese Emporium. We found it, cried the Lucy's. Let's go in and speak with Dr. Zoe. He'll know what to do. They burst into the shop, Lucy's reflection first, straight behind her. Lucy's Lucy's reflection first, Lucy straight behind her. They nearly overturned the large vase in the hallway again, but Lucy managed to catch and straighten it up just in time. I could have sworn that vase was on the other side of the door last time, said Lucy's reflection. Well, everything is reversed, silly, replied Lucy. Look, he's down in the back. Let's go speak to Dr. Zoe. They ran down to the end of the shop where Dr. Zoe was sitting back on his chair reading a large hardcover book. When he heard them, he looked up in surprise, looking at each of them in turn, first at Lucy, then at her reflection, then back at Lucy, then at her reflection again. This went on for quite a while. He looked like a man watching a tennis match. Finally, a beaming smile broke out on his face and he stood up. Get to know your reflection, he cried. Yes, I remember. Dresser with mirror, right? The two of them tumbled out their story, taking turns to fill in the details. It went all the way through when Lucy's reflection first came through the mirror, trying to get back in, searching for the shop, not being able to find it, sleeping overnight under the bed, and right up to the present moment. So, finished Lucy's reflection, please tell me how I can get back through the mirror to my side, please. Dr. Zoe's mouth opened as if he was about to say something, but then he closed it again. Ah, always foggy outside when I am in my shop. And with that, he sat down. Dr. Zoe, you didn't answer the question. How does my reflection get back to her side? I don't know. I've never seen this before, he replied. Lucy's reflection started to cry. It was all hopeless, and she was stuck in a strange reverse world forever. Think! Think, demanded Lucy. Where did you get that dresser? We bought, and how does it work? I don't know. That was only a model, he answered. Lucy frowned. Pity it didn't come with a manual. Dr. Zoe looked at Lucy. Ah, a manual. I might have that here somewhere. 
Lucy looked at her reflection, who looked back with a glimmer of hope creeping in her eyes. There's a manual, she asked. Find it. Now, where did I throw it? mumbled Dr. Zoe to himself, rifling through a very messy desk and dresser drawer. Must be in here somewhere. Lucy and her reflection could barely contain their impatience as they watched Dr. Zoe check all the drawers, several presses, and old cupboards for junk. Then Lucy noticed it. Look, over there, she cried. There's a shelf over there labeled manuals. Dr. Zoe looked around in surprise at where Lucy was pointing. Ah, I forgot about that. He went over and leafed through the manuals until he found what he was looking for at last. He came back to the desk and threw the pamphlet down. Reflecto Magic 9000 Dresser Mirror Combo. There was a picture on the front of a man shaking hands with his reflection through the mirror. That's it, cried Lucy's reflection. The manual. I can't believe there's a manual. Yes, it's very handy to have the manual, said Dr. Zoe. Let's run back to the house and figure out how this, thing's, how this thing works. They were dashing out the front of the shop before Dr. Zoe could say, Mind the vase. Not long later, they were sitting in front of the mirror, manual in hand. To activate reflection connection, touch against mirror, read Lucy. That's what happened to us, cried Lucy. I bumped my forehead against the mirror as I examined my freckles, and I felt your forehead against mine. I must have activated the connection. Well, actually, it was me bumping my head against the mirror and bumping you, not you, uh, right? Replied her reflection. But somehow I did end up on the other side. Lucy read on. Once the reflection activation has been triggered, the reflection portal is open for five minutes. It is possible to pass items through the portal during this period. It's only for five minutes, said Lucy's reflection. That's why this morning it looked like just a normal mirror. Until I touched it with my hands again, said Lucy. Then I accidentally pulled you through after I touched the mirror and reactivated the portal. But then afterwards, when I touched it again, nothing happened. So touching the mirror to activate the portal doesn't work anymore, said Lucy's reflection. Somehow it's broken. (sighs) Am I really stuck here? Don't give up so soon, replied Lucy. Let's read the rest of the manual. And uh, listeners, you should always read the manuals. You should always read the instructions before you put something together. And if you have a significant other that chooses not to read the manual, odds are they're not going to put the item together correctly. And they're going to get very frustrated, very frustrated that they couldn't put something together. But they chose not to read the instructions that clearly list out and most of them provide pictures on what you need and how to do it. So this is just a forewarning for all my young listeners. Always read your manual. And if you're with somebody that chooses not to read the manual or the instructions, you may want to remind them to thoroughly read the instructions so they don't get frustrated down the road. That's just a little anti-Jojo tidbit. So they looked through the manual but couldn't find anything in the main sections of the manual that explained how Lucy's reflection could get back. Let's check the troubleshooting section. Maybe there will be something in there. Waste of time, replied her reflection. 
Troubleshooting guides never have helpful information when you're trying to solve a problem. They never cover the problem that you're trying to solve. Uh, this is also very true about troubleshooting manuals. Uh, the problem that you have is is definitely not going to be a basic problem. It's going to be something outrageous that has literally never come up before. I'm only telling you this from experience. Lucy stubbornly kept looking through the troubleshooting section at the back of the manual and leafed through all the problems it described. Suddenly, Lucy saw in big red writing, do not pass through the reflection portal. Reflection passing through reflection portal will destabilize the reflection. Excuse me. Hence, causing deactivation of the reflection portals and enablement capability. <coughs> Excuse me. She showed it to her reflection. Ugh, what does that mean? Asked Lucy's reflection. It means we broke it. By you coming all the way through, we broke it, replied Lucy. Lucy's reflection threw herself on the bed and started to sob again. Lucy handed her a handkerchief. This crying thing is getting out of hand, Lucy said. She sat at the side of the bed and continued to read the troubleshooting guide. Wait, here it is. Look, cried Lucy. What? asked her reflection, managing to look doubtful and hopeful at the same time. There's an entry in the troubleshooting guide for what to do if the reflection passes through the mirror, she cried triumphantly. triumphantly. What does it say? What does it say? If reflection accidentally passes through reflection portal, this will disable the reflection adapter mechanism. This is very bad, as it is not possible through the standard method of touching the mirror to reactivate as the capacitor circuit has been almost completely destroyed due to overload from the reflection passing through the reflection portal's magnetic field. Some models are fitted with a one-use-only emergency reflection return button, which would temporarily provide enough power to the adapter mechanism for one second only to activate the reflection portal. Once one second is over, the capacitor is completely blown and the reflection portal would be closed forever and could not be reactivated. Lucy and her reflection looked at each other and decided, looked at each other for what seemed like a long time. Where is the reflection return button? Said Lucy's reflection. Lucy looked again at the manual. Here it is. There's a diagram with a red button on the side of the top drawer and the left-hand side towards the back. Lucy's reflection ran to the desk and pulled the drawer open roughly. There, indeed, on the back left-hand side of the drawer was a red button with the letters RRB on it. She turned to face Lucy. One second, said Lucy's reflection. That's enough time to climb back through, she cried. That's not enough time to climb back through, she cried. I'll never make it. Yes, it is, replied Lucy. Simple. You start at the back of the room and run towards the dresser and jump through the mirror. I'll press the button just before you hit the mirror. You'll pass through and land on the other side. What if the button doesn't work? Asked Lucy's reflection. I'll crash into the mirror and the glass will shatter. I would smash my head. Lucy looked at her reflection with caring eyes. I know it's dangerous and scary. I'd be terrified too, but it sounds like the only way you're getting home. Otherwise, you're never going to go back. 
Lucy's reflection stared at Lucy, then walked over to the window and looked out. She sat on the bed and said nothing of what seemed to Lucy like an eternity. You're not going to start with the waterworks again, are you? asked Lucy. Her reflection shook her head and stared at the bed some more. Finally, she got up, walked over and looked at Lucy. Let's do this. Are you sure? asked Lucy. If it doesn't work, you could you could terribly injure yourself. I know, she replied, but what choice do I have? I have to get home to my family. They squared up to face one another and smiled. Lucy stepped forward and gave her reflection an enormous hug. It was so nice to meet you, said Lucy, choking up a little. It'll be sad when you go back. I know, replied her reflection. It was very special. It was, it was like having a twin sister. Still, continued Lucy, now that we've met, we'll be able to see each other through the mirror in the future. I know now you are a real person and not just the reflection in the glass. Yes, I'll never forget that, Lucy. Now it's time to go. Lucy moved over the drawer and got her finger on the RRB button. Her reflection moved to the opposite wall and turned to face the dresser. I'll count down from three and then you start sprinting, said Lucy. Good luck. Thanks. You take care, replied her reflection. Lucy paused for a moment and then started counting. One, oh, sorry, <laughs> three, two, one, go. Lucy's reflection bolted across the room. It took Lucy by surprise how quickly she made it across to the dresser. As she leaped headlong towards the mirror, Lucy smashed down on the button. She held her breath and couldn't look. She closed her eyes and waited to hear the smashing sound. After a few seconds, all was quiet. Lucy opened her eyes. There was no smashed glass. No bleeding head was lying in a heap, moaning. It was eerily quiet. She crept towards the mirror and looked anxiously into it. She saw... Her reflection. Lucy smiled instinctively and her reflection smiled back at the exact same time. Lucy winked and her reflection winked. Lucy waved and her reflection waved. Lucy touched the mirror to check to see if she could touch her reflection. She just felt glass. No amount of pressing with hand, forehead, face, none of it made a difference. She backed away from the dresser, still looking at her reflection. I'm going to speak to you every day and tell you that and tell you everything that's going on, said Lucy. And I hope you do the same. Thank you so much for joining me for the reading of this story. As I said, this story was originally supposed to be posted on my birthday, Tuesday, January the 11th, but it will be posted today. And then I have another story to make up, which uh, was supposed to be posted Tuesday the 18th. So you're going to get two stories this week. You'll get a regular story on Tuesday the 25th. And then we fall into February, where we will still be releasing regular episodes every Tuesday and history episodes the first Thursday of every month. If you have story suggestions, email them to me at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com. Or if you're one of my cool nieces and nephews that has my phone number, you can just text me your story suggestions, which that reminds me, Ladybug has a story suggestion, which will be our next story release. As always, I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.